The Holy Gospel according to John. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Now before the festival of the Passover, Jesus knew that his hour had come to depart from this world and go to the Father. Having loved his own who were in the world, he loved them to the end. The devil had already put it into the heart of Judas, son of Simon Iscariot, to betray him. And during supper, Jesus, knowing that the Father had given all things into his hands and that he had come from God and was going to God, got up from the table, took off his outer robe, and tied a towel around himself. Then he poured water into a basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel that was tied around him. He came to Simon Peter who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus answered, You do not know now what I am doing, but later you will understand. Peter said to him, you will never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no share with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, not my feet only, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, one who is bathed does not need to wash except for the feet, but is entirely clean. And you are clean though not all of you, for he knew who was to betray him. For this reason, he said, not all of you are clean. After he had washed their feet, had put on his robe, and had returned to the table, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for that is what I am. So if I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I have set you an example that you also should do as I have done to you. Very truly I tell you, servants are not greater than their master, nor are messengers greater than the one who sent them. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. I give you a new commandment, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also should love one another. By this, everyone will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. Please be seated. On this Maundy Thursday, we enter into the great three days, a sacred time of watching Jesus closely in his final moments, knowing what his disciples didn't yet seem to know. We almost hold our breath, wishing that we could change the story, grimacing with Jesus at the suffering and pain ahead, perhaps wanting to skip over the heartbreak and rush straight to the Easter ending. And yet these holy days are important. In them, we see just how, as John said, Jesus loved his friends to the very end. We are reminded that even with the cross looming, Jesus was still feverishly teaching them what it meant to live in God's kingdom because it was that important. With death waiting for him around the corner, Jesus took one more chance to show his followers a more life-giving way to move through this world. It couldn't have been more simple. The new commandment, the one to encompass the whole mission was Love, just love. Jesus asked his followers to love each other and then he modeled it by washing his friend's feet. So simple, so easy. 
And yet, to wash their feet would have been incredibly humbling. It was servant's work to wash your guests' feet, and not only that, it was usually the job of the female servant. Jesus climbed all the way down the patriarchal socioeconomic ladder and positioned himself on the literal ground floor of life in order to elevate those around him. Maybe love is not as easy as it sounds. To wash their feet when they hadn't really ever been listening to him and would soon abandon him could have been heartbreaking. He knew they would not handle their fear well and that it would hurt. He knew they wouldn't be at their best when he needed them most. He washed their feet anyway. Maybe love is not as easy as it sounds. To wash Judas's feet should have been downright rage-inducing. To know what Judas was up to, that trust had been broken, to know that he could not change Judas's mind and that they just didn't see eye to eye on the issues. Judas had chosen betrayal and Jesus chose to care about Judas's needs anyway. Maybe love is not as easy as it sounds. Love is not always easy or fun. It doesn't always feel meaningful. It isn't always reciprocated. Sometimes love is the hardest thing that we do. And yet, its power is almost unfathomable, which is why Jesus made sure that he stuck with love until the very end. His disciples would need the support of his love. They would need to remember what love looks like because when they were finally able to understand what was happening, when they were going to head back out into the world to themselves model a new way of living, love would be required. For God's kingdom to work, Love would have to be the constant driving force because it was the thing that was so different than what was expected in the world. Real love is so clearly countercultural that Jesus said it was the way that his, his disciples would be identified. He said, they will know that you are my disciples by the way that you love one another. Think about that for a second. If the best way for someone to know that someone else is a Jesus follower, if maybe the only way for someone to know that someone is a Jesus follower is by the way they treat each other, what does that say about the way the world normally expects us to treat each other? Or the way the world has been set up for us to treat each other? Jesus was preparing his friends, his followers, for resistance, resistance to the ways of empire, the ways of the world, and that way, that resistance had to be rooted in love because without care for one another, nothing else that they did would matter. Because for humanity, if love isn't the motivation, no matter how sincere our efforts, if love isn't the motivation, we very quickly default into any means necessary, into looking out for only ourselves, into name-calling and building up dividing walls in the name of safety, into 
seeing some people as better than others in the name of righteousness. The only way to usher in God's kingdom is to get on the ground floor of life, to look around with love and to get to work together to elevate everyone. In fact, his act of foot washing reminds me of Paul's letter to the Corinthians where he talks about the entirety of God's family as a body. Paul says, if the foot were to say, because I'm not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. The head cannot say to the foot, I have no need of you. On the contrary, he says, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. Our less respectable members are treated with greater respect, whereas our more respectable members do not need this. And so God has arranged the body that the members may have the same care for one another. The feet. The head cannot say to the feet, I have no need of you. Clearly, the feet are not the respectable members of the body, and yet that is what Jesus chose to wash. Not their hands, not their heads, their feet. Dishonorable parts of the body, intimate parts of the body, filthy parts of the body in that day. He chose to focus his attention where attention was needed most. So not only did Jesus model servant love by washing them at all, the part that he washed made a very important point about how community carries out mission because real love draws our attention to the weary parts of the body, the weary parts of the community, that we might give it the extra care that's needed. Loving and serving all, especially those in deeper need, is still our countercultural act of resistance against the ways of empire in the world because those ways still exist today. But it doesn't just stop there with serving one another. Did you notice at first Peter resisted Jesus washing his feet and Jesus insisted, you will sit there and you will let me wash your feet because allowing another person to care for us is the other half of love. There's a cycle in hospitality of giving and receiving and it doesn't work unless we all do both. So many times we get caught up in one half or the other But if everyone gives and everyone receives love and service, that means everybody is caring and everybody is cared for. And so we must also allow time to rest, allow ourselves to recover as our act of resistance. Love requires us to take time to be cared for by those around us in order to honor their gifts and because we can't do it alone. And so Jesus shows us how to love the most vulnerable parts and to be loved in response, but he doesn't end there and say, good job, good luck, you all, here I go, I'm off. There's one more piece that Jesus offered in those final days to help sustain us in our love as he shared a meal with his friends. He took that opportunity to institute in that one night a practice, a regular rhythm that could happen throughout the centuries to help his people feel his presence, to continue to feel his care, to shore them up for love. In that meal, we hear him say, and we continue to say it every time we celebrate, do this to remember me. 
In the bread and in the wine, he promised to show up, not just remember as in a memory, a memory, but remember as in to keep doing it together. We continue to practice sharing the Lord's Supper to remember Jesus' love and really to experience it again and again, to be reunited to him and to each other in a tangible way as we become what we eat, the body of Christ. When the ways of the empire and the world beat us down, this meal of grace and hope builds us back up. As we eat and drink, Jesus pours love into us so that we ourselves are not pouring out of empty buckets. We come to this table to be nourished so that we can go and be generous. We come to this table to allow Jesus to see us, to care for us so that we can go and be attentive to others. We come to this table to hold love in our hands, to feel it in our mouths and our bellies and in our bones so we can go and embody it for others. Jesus has given us a new commandment, love, just love, love one another. But he, he has loved us first and continues to show up for us in love to lead the way. So as in a few minutes we prepare to gather together for this meal, may you find yourselves filled to the brim with Jesus' love both for your own sake and for the sake of a world awaiting a revolution. Thanks be to God.